Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another Soul of America radio broadcast. Tonight's episode is Let's Straighten It Out, starring Dr. Bo, also known as Big Easy. Big Easy helps you work out and foster healthy relationships. Tonight's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, without any ado, we take you directly to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. Radio broadcast. Tonight's episode is Let's Straighten It Out, starring Dr. Bo, also known as Big Easy. Big Easy helps you work out and foster healthy relationships. Tonight's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, without any ado, we take you directly to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. Done. 
and some of the people that he has categorized as difficult people and share with you what are some of their characteristics and uh, some ideas of why people are the way that they are, and also to share with you uh, some coping skills that you can develop to help you to cope with people. Um, sometimes um, you have to realize that you have to make a choice to either accept that these people are just the way they are, or as some people say, stuck on stupid, or you can you know, confront some of these things in an assertive way. But sometimes you just have to choose your battles. But uh, we want to look at the different categories of difficult people based on Dr. Bramson's work and to give you some ideas about what makes these people tick and how you can cope with them. Um, you might want to try to reframe some of your reactions to these people because one thing is that in spite of our frustration in dealing with these type of folks, you can actually learn sometimes, and it help, actually can help you to uh, strengthen certain relationships because you can hopefully get over some of the obstacles that you encounter in dealing with some of these people. And in most instances, it boils down to uh, personality conflict. It doesn't matter what the nature of the problem is, but in most instances when people are having difficulties in their relationship, it boils down to, in my opinion, two primary reasons. One, someone is doing something that you don't like, or two, someone is not doing something that you want them to do. In other words, your expectations are not being met. And when our expectations aren't being met, we need to stop and think, well, what are my expectations? Are they reasonable? And does this person have any obligation to even try to meet my expectations? But in most instances, we're dealing with personality conflicts, which doesn't necessarily mean that either person is wrong. It could be that you just have different personality traits that clash. Um, if you look at some of these people and they have the same issues with others, then that just reaffirms that it's a personality conflict and that um, it's not you. Now, if you happen to be the person um, that can't get along with most people, then you might look at you might be the common denominator there and you might want to kind of look at yourself and see, am I contributing to some of these conflicts or is this person really one of uh, Dr. Bramson's difficult people? It's very important to remember that, you know, we can deal with difficult people in different ways, but uh, sometimes you have to make a decision that is not really worth the effort. And so as we look at these different categories of difficult people, uh, we want to help you to understand what are some of your options when you encounter these people, whether it's at work, which can be a real problem if that person happens to be your supervisor, or if it's in an important relationship. And so the different categories of difficult people uh, sometimes will have some common characteristics. Uh, for example, some of these folks uh, seem to never be satisfied. Um, they're always complaining about something. They might be uh, argumentative and unreasonable. Uh, sometimes people just have a real difficult time communicating with other people. Um, and sometimes people get on a power trip 
you know, they might be um, too stuck on themselves, but whatever the nature of the difficulty, we want to look at what can you do to help you to cope with these different people. Now, the work by Dr. Bramson, and there's a book that's entitled Coping with Difficult People, and we want to look at some of the categories that he has identified and the ones that we want to look at the night or what he calls the Sherman tank, the exploder, the complainer, the clam, the wet blanket, the know-it-all, and the staller. Now, there are others that he mentions in his books and some of his work, and if you uh, Google him, then I'll share some of that information later about some websites that you can go to to get more information. But uh, these are some that we want to focus on tonight to look at what are some of their characteristics and what can you do uh, when you encounter these people. The main thing for you to remember when you encounter difficult people is your own health and self-preservation. Sometimes you encounter people that are so rigid and stuck in their ways that they're is very little likelihood that they're going to ever change their thinking or behavior, and sometimes you just have to agree to disagree because these people probably are not going to change. So rather than getting frustrated and all being out of shape with unreasonable expectations for them to change, then you need to determine how can I assess this relationship to determine whether it's even worth expending your energy on to try to reconcile with that person. Sometimes you just have to um, kick the dust off your shoes and move on, so to speak. So how can you learn from these people? Um, How can you gain some knowledge from these experiences and look at using that for future reference? But whatever the nature of the difficulty, you as an individual have to determine whether or not that relationship is worth your energy and effort or whether or not it's just one of those agree-to-disagree instances. Well, the first person that we want to uh, look at tonight is the person that Dr. Bramson calls the Sherman Tank. Uh, These people seem to always be on the attack. Some of them might be um, abrupt, abusive, and intimidating. Uh, They can be a little overpowering. Uh, These are folks that always want to be right. Uh, They might seem like they don't care or respect other people because oftentimes they're so selfish and self-centered that their main goal is to get what they want. And so they often will do that at the disadvantage of someone else. Uh, They aren't so sensitive to your thoughts, feelings, and needs, but they want to um, get what they want. Now, these people oftentimes create confusion. Uh, Sometimes people feel kind of helplessly frustrated in trying to uh, deal with these people, especially if you get some of those that uh, tend to be overbearing and aggressive uh, or even hostile. And so you have to understand that underneath these people oftentimes are just trying to prove that they're right or they're trying to get their point across, but the way they go about doing it oftentimes is what's the problem. But um, what can you do uh, to cope with these folks that just kind of run over you like a bull in a china shop? They just are very insensitive sometimes. Well, one thing is with these type of people, 
you don't really have to worry about being too polite with them. You just kind of assertively, you know, get your point across um, and make your point with the realization that they may or may not agree with you or even make an effort to try to agree. But the goal is to um, not worry about being polite and just state what your point is. It's very important to focus on behavior and not get too caught up in your feelings. And it's an absolute waste of time to get into an argument in a debate with some of these folks and you might try what I call the broken record technique. It's when you just succinctly state your point repeatedly sometimes and then if it's not being accepted you might just say, Well, I made my case and I'm going to, you know, to go. Um it's not very helpful or beneficial to react in kind or to be like them. Uh, you want to be assertive. You want to maintain eye contact, look them directly in the eye, state your case, um, and sometimes you might have to just acknowledge that this is a difference of opinion and, you know, you have to be ready that this person is not going to change sometimes. Now, you might try to negotiate with that person, but oftentimes, uh, that doesn't really help a whole lot. So if you encounter a Sherman tank at work and he happens, he or she happens to be your supervisor, that can be a little difficult. But you know, most companies or agencies have some policies in place to deal with that sort of thing. But with the Sherman tank, you just have to realize that these people oftentimes can be very rigid. And once you get their attention and make your case, sometimes that's all you can do. But it's very important for you to be assertive in dealing with these people and that you're willing to state your case. And just like dealing with bullies, uh, sometimes when you're dealing with bullies, once you confront them and uh, state your case, sometimes you might end up being uh, friends with that person because uh, they sometimes respect your willingness to take a stand with them and to not back down. So if you encounter a Sherman paint, then you need to be prepared to be assertive and direct with that person to maintain eye contact and to be firm, but to not expect any immediate change. But uh, your goal with these people typically is to state your opinion and then to move on and not spend a lot of energy waiting for them to change because sometimes they're just too rigid and you're not going to get very far with them. The next person that we want to look at is what Dr. Branson calls the exploder. Uh, these people sometimes are prone to throw temper tantrums. They might literally throw a tantrum or sometimes they just are very immature and they um, <clears throat> or Doing that sometimes is attention seeking, um, but oftentimes you know people can just really uh, go into a rage where they just lose control. Sometimes they might uh, shout, throw things, um, they say things sometimes that they regret later, but at the moment they are so caught up in their frustration and anger that they just explode. Uh, sometimes they might be acting because they might be feeling threatened or they might feel that they can't cope with the situation and they are displacing their frustration to other people. 
But if you deal with the person who is an exploder and they throw a tantrum, the first thing that you want to determine is what's the risk level here? Is this person so volatile that they might become physically aggressive or are they basically just going to stop at the verbal aggression? But you have to be really careful because some people are prone to violence and you don't want to overreact or to uh, put yourself in a situation that could be risky. But with the exploders, you know, sometimes you just have to give them time to blow off steam and to uh, wind down. Um, sometimes you just have to um, wait it out. Uh, one of the goals there is to try to reach a solution to the problem. Uh, it's oftentimes once they do slow down enough for you to try to communicate with them, uh, you might want to try active listening. Um, you want to look at what is this person saying and try to listen to um, what they're saying. Because sometimes you're dealing with people that are just that just have poor coping skills, and they become volatile because they can't cope with the situation. They can't communicate effectively, and the way that they react to stress is through these aggressive outbursts, or it might be more verbal aggressive than physical aggressive. But the key here is to always maintain safety and to try to negotiate with this person. Uh, you don't want to let them uh, continue that behavior, especially in public. And so if they're doing this in public, you might try asking them, can we go somewhere else and discuss this? Uh, hopefully they'll be cooperative, but if not, then you might have to just walk off uh, with that person. Um, you definitely don't want to uh, be too aggressive with them because you never know how volatile they might be. So if the person does not appear to be calming down, then you might need to just wait, take a time out, and wait until they're more calm and more amenable to discussion. Um, hopefully they can regain some sense of self-control, but sometimes the best thing that you can do is to just let that person blow off some steam and give them a chance to calm down, get over that tantrum, and then try to understand where is this person coming from? What is it that they're really trying to say? What's behind this explosive behavior? And oftentimes underneath there you might find that this person it's really dealing with their perceived threat or fear, and they just don't cope well and don't communicate well. So if you encounter one of these people, again, the key is always maintain your safety, and sometimes you're better off to just walk off, let them blow off steam, and try again later, but to not do anything that might aggravate that. We're going to take a little bit of a break now, and we'll come back and look at the rest of these. But, again, tonight we're talking about dealing with difficult people. I won't be taking calls, but if you want to uh, comment or ask questions, uh, go to soulofamericaradio.com, and there's a, section, a link to where you can get in touch with us and uh, leave an email, and we will follow up on some of these uh, questions or comments. So, uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back shortly. Yeah. 
You're listening to Dr. Bo Worldwide on Let's Straighten It Out right here on the Soul of America Radio. Give Dr. Bo a call right now at 323-784-9638. That's 323-784-9638 right here on the Soul of America Radio. This is a very important message from the Soul of America Radio. Please pardon our progress. We're making major changes in our programming and programming lineup at this time, and please ask for your patience as we do so. The Soul of America Radio isn't going anywhere. We're just making progress at this time. Thank you, and continue enjoying the rest of Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. Now, worldwide, let's return to Let's Straighten It Out. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 when you want to speak to Dr. Bo. That number is 323-784-9638. Press 1 to speak to Dr. Bo, and don't you forget it. And now, here's Dr. Bo in Let's Straighten It Out. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion of dealing with difficult people. And as, as I said at the top of the show, this is based on some work done by Dr. Robert Bramson, and you can get some of his books or there's in a video series, the CDs and DVDs that you can uh, purchase um, from different places. I think probably Amazon.com, but I will look at some of those links and put that on later so that you can follow up with some of this. But we talked before the break about the Sherman tank and the exploder. We want to follow up now with the complainer. These are people that are just chronic pessimists. They always find fault. Everything's wrong. Um, They don't believe anything's going to work. They think that you know, something is always a problem with them. You know, oftentimes these people won't try any productive problem solving. They just complain, 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 and they don't think anything is going to work. Um, sometimes these people feel powerless to change their situation, so they just complain about it. Um, and they don't want to be responsible oftentimes, so their way of avoiding responsibility is to complain and criticize and that can be very frustrating because most people don't want to be around that negative attitude and these people are very pessimistic and that can take up a lot of your energy and time trying to deal with these people and so you have to accept the way that they are and that they are not going to change and so one thing that you can do is to listen and to try to determine if that person has anything that is really 
um, pertinent to what you might be observing, uh, you can show them that you're listening uh, by paraphrasing what they say or using active listening. Um, you are better off to just state the facts without trying to explain anything because no matter how much you try to explain it, they're going to just be negative and critical. And so you just state the facts, uh, use the broken record technique that I mentioned earlier, which is just to state the facts and leave it at that. Um, one of the things is that if you ask them questions that imply a solution, they're not going to typically give you a solution. They're just so good at identifying problems that it's a waste of time to try to get them to come up with solutions sometimes. It's important with these people that you don't agree with them because especially if their complaints are not reasonable, logical, or based on fact because if you agree with them, that just reinforces that behavior and makes them feel that they're right. And so you want to not get caught up in a battle with these people and Sometimes what you want to do is to try to distract them from their complaints by focusing on the facts, and if they aren't willing to change, then these people oftentimes are that way for a reason, and you might not be able to understand why they're that way. Some people are just negatively wired that way, that they see the glass is half empty instead of half full, and no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to convince them uh, to think otherwise. And so rather than spend your time and energy trying to get them to stop complaining, it's helpful to just try to understand what are they really trying to say. Um, you know, what is it that they are really frustrated about? And so you want to listen to these people and allow them to blow off steam and hopefully move on to something a little bit more constructive because sometimes if they feel like they're being heard as opposed to being dismissed, then it helps them to not feel so powerless. Um, if you provide them with facts, uh, don't necessarily expect them to change their thinking, but hopefully the best you can accomplish is to get them to begin to hear the facts, and sometimes you have to allow them some time to process that. So active listening, uh, be prepared to um, interrupt and at least acknowledge that you hear. But if what they're saying is just going into a vicious cycle, then it's a waste of time to try to get them to stop that. Um, so you want to give short responses, um, factual responses. You want to avoid some of those words that uh, – tend to perpetuate the complainers. Uh, they like to say never and always, um, and you don't want to do things that's going to feed into that. But it's very important that you try to avoid things that they might perceive as being an accusation uh, because then they can become very defensive. And so you don't have to apologize for folks when you're doing that, but Hopefully you can try to get them to get into more of a problem-solving mode, but more often than not, uh, these folks are going to be bent on complaining and convincing you how bad it is. And if stating the facts and listening 
and giving them appropriate feedback doesn't change them, then there's really not much more that you can do except except the fact that these folks are going to be complainers, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. The other person that could be very frustrating is what Dr. Branson describes as the clam. All these people are silent, and the silence doesn't necessarily mean that they agree. Um, oftentimes they don't agree, but they never want to tell you that. They just clam up, and they don't say anything. Uh, sometimes um, they just give you very succinct answers, yes, no. They don't state their opinion. Uh, they are not very open or transparent. Um, sometimes these people are very rigid about whatever their core values are or their feelings, and um, they cover up their fear, anxiety, and anger. You might say something to them that you know would make the average person angry, but they will cover it up or deny it or find some way to sidetrack you from focusing on that. Oftentimes these people are pretty passive-aggressive and um, don't cooperate, and they oftentimes are not very effective communicators because they're not willing to be open and honest about their feelings. And the silence oftentimes is that it's just their way of disguising their true feelings. And so if you're dealing with a person who's a clam and they're not willing to say what they think or feel, if they're not willing to be open, honest, and transparent, then you have to take them at their word and accept that that's just going to be the way that they are. One thing is that if you are dealing with this type of person is try using open-ended questions. Don't ask a question where yes or no is going to be the obvious answer. Um, You know, what do you think about such and such? Uh, Not do you like or do you agree that would be a yes or no answer, but use open-ended questions that kind of forces them to give you an answer. And you have to be comfortable with silence. If you ask them a question and they don't respond, they're typically going to be much better at being silent and holding out than you are. So you have to just be patient and use open-ended questions and wait for a response. Um, Patience is very important, and you need to realize that you're going to have to spend a little bit more time, energy, and effort with these people because they're not going to always be uh, very verbal. Um, You have to be direct and give them feedback about your observations of the interaction. Um, Don't bail them out uh, by breaking the silence because that just gives them more time to be silent. And once you get into that pattern, then it's a vicious cycle or a no-win situation. Uh, You just have to be patient and wait them out. People that fit this category oftentimes or they might be afraid of of rejection. They might have some other fears that they're trying to cover up. But the important thing is that you want to be patient. You want to be direct in your communication. You want to use open-ended questions and to try to be patient and calm um, and realize that 
their silence is their way of coping with whatever it is that they're dealing with. And if you're not comfortable with being silent, then you may as well just uh, walk off and uh, forget about trying to come up with a solution because these people oftentimes are very good at being passive-aggressive. And so if you encounter the clam, the opening the questions, active listening, and being patient is the way you want to go with them. The next person that Dr. Bramson describes as a difficult person is what he calls the wet blanket. Uh, these people oftentimes are going to be very negative. Uh, they uh, are very quick to come up with a negative answer. They're laying on everybody's parade. Um, they're the it-won't-work people. Um, we've always done it this way, so why change? Um, these folks oftentimes uh, feel that things are out of control, or they might have something going on in their life that's caused them to be uh, bitter and angry. You just never know uh, what people might be dealing with. So sometimes when you have people that are negative and difficult, if you're patient and empathetic with these people, sometimes you're able to figure out you know, what's going on with them and uh, what makes them tick. They aren't necessarily bad people. They might just have some um, better life experiences, and their negativism and criticism might sometimes have some factual basis. You never know what kind of relationships these people have been in. You never know what kind of childhood they have that they've had. So there's a reason for them being such negative people and so resistive to change, but you have to be patient. Um, what are your own feelings about the negativism? How does it affect you? And what kind of reaction, emotional reaction is it bringing out in you? Um, sometimes we tend to avoid these people, but um, you want to try to be optimistically realistic in your interactions with them. Uh, don't expect any quick changes, but at least hope for something different if you can get through uh, some of the negativism. Um, what might be some of the underlying reasons for that? Uh, they might not be able to tell you that, but you know uh, that there's some possible explanation for them being so negative, and rather than trying to figure out why they're being negative, you might want to spend your energies on how can you help them to look at uh, different alternatives. And that, you know, there might be an instance where you have to decide, well, this person is not going to change. They're going to continue to be negative. And you're not trying to change their attitude as much as you're trying to change their behavior of getting them to at least look at some things that are uh, difficult. And it's pointless to try to convince them to not be pessimistic. You know, if you have a person who's a wet blanket or who has some call a negative Nelly in these people or kind of wired that way, so trying to reason with them oftentimes will fall on deaf ears because they have a lifelong pattern and practice of being negative, and oftentimes they know intellectually that things are not probably as negative as they might be perceiving them, but sometimes these people are stuck in a rut and realistically can't get out. If a person is 
in this category and they are so negative, um, you want to make sure that you are patient with them and that you don't start offering solutions to the problem until you've given them a chance to try to process some of their thoughts and feelings and until you have taken the time to try to look at what is it really behind all this negative thoughts uh, pattern that they're exhibiting. What is it that they're afraid of? What is it that they're angry about? Sometimes if you're patient enough, you might be able to understand why people feel a certain way. Um, you don't want to discount their negative opinion, but you do want to try to find out whether or not there's some validity to it. If there is some validity to it, you know, you have to look at how does this affect me and what can I do uh, to try to make this person uh, look at things differently. And so when you're dealing with the people that are wet blankets, you want to make sure uh, that you're trying to be patient with them, uh, just like with some of the other folks that we've talked about. So we want to take another quick break, and we'll look at a couple of other ones and then look at some other things that we can do to help you to cope with these people. So stay tuned, and we will be back shortly. Bring it out right here on the Soul of America Radio. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Bo is coming right back. I'm Tony Stallings with the Soul of America Radio, and we'd like to thank you for your patience. That's right, patience during our construction. We are reconstructing SOAR for the best experience possible for you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Most of our programmings are no longer available as we are revamping everything. We aren't going nowhere. We're just getting better. Thank you for your continued support, as always. Love you in peace. Keep soaring. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 to speak with Dr. Bo. This is the Soul of America Radio. And we now return you to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo, right here on the Soul of America Radio. Okay, folks, welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out. Tonight's episode is entitled Dealing with Difficult People. And as I said earlier, we're not taking calls tonight, uh, but you can go to soulofamericaradio.com and leave questions or comments, and we'll follow up on those and uh, give you a response. But we want to just kind of share some information with you tonight about difficult people and some things that you can do to help you to cope with them, and then we'll uh, follow up with any questions that you might have. Uh, we've talked about some categories. we talked about the Sherman tank, the exploder, the complainer, the clam, and the wet blanket. Now, uh, this next person that we want to talk about uh, can be very frustrating because uh, these people oftentimes aren't amenable to any opinion except their own. So the next category of person that we want to talk about is the know-it-alls. These people are experts on everything, and nobody knows everything about anything. <laughs> 
but the person who is the know-it-all always has an answer, always has a comment. Um, they sometimes feel or act as if they think other people are stupid and uninformed. They've got an opinion about everything. Uh, sometimes they can be condescending and negative to or devalue other people's knowledge. Uh, sometimes they might either become very angry or they might become irritated or they might just withdraw. Uh, these people have a strong need to feel in control. Uh, sometimes underneath their facade is really a certain amount of insecurity and they compensate for this sense of insecurity by being know-it-alls and feeling like they are better than everybody else. So as with the other categories that we've talked about, uh, you have to be prepared to um, state your case. Um, if it's something that you know about and you feel comfortable that you have as much knowledge as they do, uh, you want to be ready to share that information and to be willing to confront that, that you know what you're talking about. Um, as with some of these other ones, it's very important that you utilize active listening. Um, you got to be willing to look at the disagreement not necessarily as a negative um, be open to look at things differently because sometimes we might find ourselves in that category where sometimes it's just a difference of opinion. It's not that one person is right and another person is wrong. It might just be a difference of opinion and you agree to disagree as with some of these other people. Uh, it's very important that you um, use questions um, that might cause them to rethink or to challenge their knowledge. Um, you don't want to retaliate in kind and because that really uh, doesn't help. Uh, you want to be as specific as you can. And if it's something that you don't that you're not knowledgeable about, it's perfectly okay to acknowledge well, I don't know about that subject or now with so much uh, ready access and what's become very common is when people get in debates now, someone's liable to pull out their iPhone and start surfing the net and coming up with information. So that could be a tool uh, to challenge some of the know-it-alls. You could say, well, let, you know, let's check this out, um, and then just pull out your iPhone, go on the web, and uh, confirm. Sometimes they might be right. Sometimes they might be wrong. But if you get into a battle where you've got to prove them wrong, you're probably going to lose that battle because the know-it-all typically is not going to admit that they're wrong. Uh, sometimes people feel very confident that they're right, and sometimes you have to be willing to just let them express themselves without feeling like you've got to prove them right or wrong or that you have to even agree with them. But I think that if you do have knowledge, it's perfectly okay to share that information um, but you want to have your ducks in a row. And as I said, now with so many technological resources at your disposal, um, that would be one way to defuse the know-it-all because you'll be able to go on the net and come up with information to determine if they're right or not. But getting into a battle 
and then like them is the wrong way to go because it's a no-win situation. So with as with a lot of these other difficult people, patience, active listening, and trying to be solution-focused is the way that you want to go, and you have to be willing to agree to disagree in the final analysis because sometimes that's your only real option that you have any control over. The last person that we want to talk about um, from Dr. Bramson's work is what he calls the staller. Uh, these people tend to be very indecisive. Oftentimes they don't follow through with what they are going to, um, what they agree to because they haven't made up their mind. They oftentimes uh, let other people do the work. They're not very dependable. So if you are working on a committee or a team and you've got one or more stallers on the team, then you definitely don't want to uh, give them any tasks that are going to be important. And if you invite them to the picnic, ask them to bring something that you don't really care whether it comes or not because they might not be able to make up their mind or to follow through with it. Uh, sometimes the typical response of the staller is no response. And when you have people that are indecisive that can't seem to make up their mind, that can be very frustrating because sometimes it might be something that's obvious to you, and it may or may not be obvious to that person, but uh, these people can be very frustrating because sometimes people aren't patient enough to cope with them because their indecisiveness and their ambivalence sometimes is not reasonable and if you're trying to be logical with them, then you're basically wasting your time sometimes. So, again, you want to listen to what is what is it that these people might be struggling with? Uh, what Why is it that they're having a difficult time making choices and decisions? And oftentimes their indecisiveness is really uh, their resistance to committing themselves because, once they agree to something, if they feel compelled to follow through and they don't, then that doesn't help the relationship much. But uh, you want to look at what are some of the underlying issues that they might be dealing with. Um, you want to try to use some problem-solving techniques. Um, you want to give them more than one option. Uh, you want to concentrate on the facts, um, and you want to encourage any decision-making, any little step that they make. It might be that they have to take baby steps. Um, you don't want to put yourself in a position of expecting these people to be reliable and responsible because that indecisiveness and ambivalence is going to be a pretty natural pattern for them. And, again, you don't want to give them tasks that are going to require them to follow through because oftentimes they're just disappointed because they're not going to be any more decisive than they have been. They're not going to follow through any more than they have been. And sometimes their passive aggressiveness and their indecisiveness is how they manipulate people into doing their work for them. And so they might be very inefficient and ineffective because they know that if I, you know, balk long enough, then maybe this person will bail me out and do my work for me. 
So if you're dealing with the staller, um, again, that requires patience, and you don't want to build up unrealistic expectations, and you want to make sure that you're trying to figure out, you know, what is it that is really going on with this person that's causing them to not be able to make even a basic decision and to move forward. And so these people, again, can be very frustrating, and sometimes you just have to be patient. You have to work on being sensitive to your own feelings, what kind of emotions and reaction do these people bring out in you. Sometimes your own frustration can uh, get out of control and overwhelming and can aggravate uh, some of these people. So, again, you want to try to be proactive, and you need to have a plan on how you're going to deal with these people. Um, and you need to practice listening and trying to be assertive with them. You want to make sure um, that you don't spend a lot of energy uh, on things that are not going to work. Uh, you want to be careful um, that you don't say things that are going to trigger their reaction. If you got a Sherman tank or an exploder telling them to calm down, um, it's not going to um, help a whole lot. If you got a person who's very negative or who worries all the time, telling them not to worry is going to be an absolute waste of time and trying to confront their negativism with logic is not necessarily going to work with them. Um, you want to just state the facts and move on, but uh, you just have to be realistic in how you view these people and in how you view yourself. Always try to be introspective and to look at um, what's going on with me uh, that might be contributing to this and what are my expectations. You want to try to develop a genuine empathy for these people because their life sometimes is probably not all that positive and they might that might be part of the reason that they are the way that they are. So you want to try to put yourself in that person's shoes and try to understand from their perspective what they're feeling and why they feel that way. And sometimes once you can find a way to be empathetic with this person, it might give you a little bit more insight on why they are the way that they are. So you're not spending your energy on trying to change them as much as you're spending your energy on trying to understand them. And being empathetic um, doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with them. It simply means that you accept them where they are. And, you know, you want to try to really understand what that person is feeling or thinking, and you don't want to... Um, be apologetic, but you um, want to be, you know, a little assertive with these people, and you sometimes it might mean you're going to have to confront them and their behavior. I think it's important that you don't get into making promises that you can't keep, and don't get into making threats that you can't enforce. Uh, sometimes we get frustrated with people, and we make threats or we try to challenge them, that doesn't really help. It just adds fuel to the fire. And if you make a promise that you can't keep, then you're building a certain amount of distrust, and that's going to 
make that person more dysfunctional, and you want to make sure that you're just trying to understand where that person is coming from, and you want to understand what ability do I have to impact a positive outcome. And so oftentimes with people, you just have to spend your energy trying to understand what's behind their behavior. Why is it that they're thinking and feeling this way? Uh, Am I doing anything to contribute to it? And if not, what can I do to help them to uh, look at things differently? But with a lot of them, you're not going to be able to change the way that they think or feel. You might be able to change some of their behavior, but the bottom line is that you want to work on communication and trying to um, avoid a confrontation if possible, but sometimes um, it's not going to be possible to necessarily avoid a confrontation. So you want to think about these different categories, and as you, I'm sure as I was talking about the different categories, you probably saw some faces that you know, match these categories, but um, think about the ones that we talked about, the different characteristics, and if you encounter some of these people, just remember that you want to try to be patient, you want to try to be factual, you want to try to be empathetic with them and to listen actively, but sometimes you might have to just agree to disagree. Oftentimes, you might be able to look back and find out, well, this person might have been very frustrating, but I actually learned something from coping with this person, or I learned how to not let it frustrate me. And if that's all that you gain out of it, then that's better than nothing. But um, think about these different categories and the people that you encounter, and hopefully this has been informative uh, again if since we didn't take callers tonight, uh, you can go to the website, soulofamericaradio.com. I'll leave your questions and comments, and we'll be following up on that. You also can go to our Facebook page. Um, there's a link from that site that goes to the Facebook page and um, look at some of the new developments that we're um, putting out there as we try to revamp and try to improve on what we're doing. We're always open to your input on ways that we can improve our programs in general, but even with specific programs, uh, feel free to give us that feedback. I personally invite you to uh, leave some suggestions about shows that you might want to hear about or topics that you might want to hear about. We're constantly trying to improve what we do improve the quality of what we do, and one way of doing that is to listen to your feedback. So I appreciate you listening to the show tonight. Remember, go to soulofamericaradio.com and make comments. I'll leave questions. I'll leave suggestions of things that we can do to make things better. Uh, Enjoy your holiday and safe travels, and we will see you next week with some other topic that hopefully will be of interest to you. So, again, this is Dr. Bo, a.k.a. Big Easy, another episode of Let's Straighten It Out. So we will be signing off, and I will see you next week. <laughs>